what what they always leave out is the next verses. Oh, okay. Right? What's it say? Our, our What's Christian it say? brothers and sisters never read on. Okay. Because if you read on, Jesus Christ keeps talking. Men don't get married and women don't get married. But he doesn't say, yeah, pop a bottle about to make it rain. Let me give you something now to celebrate. Come on. Gegamakasi, which means to be married. And if you're wondering why I move the way I do, I just feel so good. The LDS doctrine of eternal marriage is wholly consistent with both the New Testament and the Book of Mormon, as well as what Christ originally intended when he spoke on and acted on, most likely, eternal marriage. So uh, tell us where this confusion comes from, Jonah. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to Ward Radio. I'm your host, Cardinalis, and today I'm joined in the studio by Brittany the Shadow, my lovely wife, as well as via the interwebs with Jonah Barnes, the Associate Professor of All Things Apocryphal and Ward Librarian, who has a very erudite answer for us today. We love the comment we got in a recent episode about the high success rate of LDS marriages in which Airy Pages, the username Airy Pagers, Airy Pages. Wow, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> Airy Pages said, great video, and ma- it makes sense to me why LDS marriages tend to be higher quality. But please, but please, she says, delve deeper into why Jesus Christ didn't at all mention eternal marriages. If he has done so elsewhere, I apologize. And by the he, I believe she is referring to you, Jonah Barnes, if you have elsewhere explained this phenomenon, because it does get confusing. Many people of us, uh, many people of us, man, today is not a good day for diction. I thought the he that was capitalized, I thought she was referring to Jesus. Well, I I think what she was saying- was if Jonah Barnes has explained <laughs> this about eternal marriages elsewhere, please let him explain. He, he did in a, a couple of live streams ago. But you know what? We're actually going to just make this a topic in and of itself. Explain how the LDS doctrine of eternal marriage is wholly consistent with both the New Testament and the Book of Mormon, as well as what Christ originally intended when he spoke on and acted on, most likely, eternal marriage. So uh, tell us where this confusion comes from, Jonah, and what the fast track to understanding it a uh, better is and dive delve deeper like airy pages requests into this phenomenon my man and illuminate us associate professor of all things apocryphal jonah go wow what an intro boy yeah. i feel <laughs> oh my my but uh yeah so uh one critique that our christian brothers and sisters have with us sometimes cardin is that they say that eternal marriages is refuted by Jesus Christ himself in Matthew 22 when he said, there's no marriage in, in heaven. What's that verse again? And Matthew 22, Gospel of Matthew chapter 22, verse 29 and 30. Okay, awesome. For those, that are listening, say, for those that are listening on the radio, it's Matthew uh, 22, 29, 30, and we'll read it for you. For those that are watching on YouTube, we got it right on the screen, and you can check us out on hometownstation.com if you're interested in seeing it on screen. Jonah, go. Yeah, so in this, uh, this episode, the Sadducees approach Jesus Christ, and they say, um, hey, uh, they, they, they present a question to him about 
a hypothetical woman who has um, who's they had the law of leverite marriage. So let's say that there's this woman and her husband dies. And so she marries his brother and then that brother dies and then marries the other brother. And they, they create this kind of hypothetical question, trying to trip Jesus up, which is not advisable. Every yes. time people try to trip, <laughs> trip him up, it never ends well. And uh, they say, so who's she going to be married to, you know, in the eternities or whatever, trying to create this trap. And Jesus responds and says, ye do err." not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God for in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels of God in heaven. Now our Christian brothers and sisters hear that and they've interpreted it to be, there's no marriage after, after death, that family and marriage is dissolved. And we're just like angels in heaven, whatever in the world that means. Now, we completely reject that idea. We say marriage, not only is there marriage after death, there is marriage. Marriage is central to the plan of creation and of our father in heaven. And so this is a this is a difference that we have with them. You see yeah. kind of how they have a difference, right? Yeah. So here's the problem is that they're reading it in, in, in Anglais. They're not reading it in Greek because in Greek, uh, this this makes a little more sense. So first of all, you served in Argentina, right? Uh, yes, in Buenos Aires North, my friend. So maybe in I don't I don't hablar español very yeah. well, <laughs> but in uh, in other languages, English kind of still has it a little bit. Let's see if we can kind of demonstrate this. Brittany, are you bilingual? I am not. Well, you do speak woman though. I which do. Is like the she, craziest. She's language. fluent in TikTok and Taylor Swift right now, which yes. is which is solid suburban woman right yes. there. And woman <laughs> telepathy. They have this telepathy that they do where they yeah. just kind of like they just kind of know. And all the guys are like, what are, what are we talking about? And they yeah. Just, you know, yeah, they get it. Um, it's OK, you guys can get so, there too one day. It's okay. yeah. <laughs> so um, in if, if I say I go to school. Does it mean that right now I'm walking to my school? No, it means that generally I'm a student. Get it? Okay. So in English, we have the go. When I say I go to school is an imperfective verb. It's a verb that is ongoing. It's continuing. It means I'm in the state of going to school. See? So it doesn't mean like right now I'm going or I went. It just means that I'm currently a student. In other languages and including Greek, they have this tense, which is like an imperfective verb. When Jesus Christ is talking to the Sadducees, he says, they neither marry nor are given in marriage. The verb that he's using is, is gamezo or gamizo in Greek, and that's to marry. And there's two versions of it. There's one for a man, one for a woman. He gives both. So he says, men don't get married and women don't get married. But he doesn't say gegamakasin, which means to be married, to like be in the state of marriage. He doesn't use that verb. So that is I, what you would say if it, you were going to say there is no marriage. You would use a totally different verb that could have very easily be used that they had at their disposal at any time. Instead, he uses gamusin or gamizo verb, which is they don't create any new marriages is what he's saying. Okay. He's saying you're, you're still married. You're not creating new ones. You're still married. Okay, so I, I can kind of see where the confusion is coming from then, because in the early church, we know for a fact that some of the earliest apostles, the original priests, if you will, okay, 
um, were married. Like Peter was married when he was called yes. to be an apostle. And I mean, he's the original pope for heaven's sakes. And now we don't have popes that are married. They have to be celibate because they come from the priestly class. And we know that throughout the apostasy, there are all these different rules that changed on marriage versus no marriage. That was part of, um, you know, a big aspect of the reformation. Some people view this as, Hey, the pastor of the congregation should actually be presenting a good example to his congregation of Christ-like marriage. And it's a requirement in some Christian faiths. Uh, meanwhile, in others, um, it's a requirement that you maintain your celibacy and so on and so forth. And all of them are pointing to the scriptures, <laughs> quoting the exact same scriptures. All right. And it gets a little bit confusing because there's texts and verses from Paul. There's ones that uh, were said here in this case by uh, Jesus Christ himself. I'm going to reread the verse just so that I can make sure I'm mm-hmm. correctly interpreting what you're saying. But um, there was a bunch of people that were asking Jesus Christ kind of a trick question, similar to how they said, oh, should you give unto Caesar taxes for or should you give under the temple, you know, the temple uh, tax first or tithing first? And instead of getting caught in the trap where, oh, if he says tithing, he's guilty of sedition under the Roman Empire for not paying taxes first. And if he says taxes first, then he's guilty of blasphemy by not saying, right. you know, you should pay the, the temple tax first. So very wisely, he gives a third answer and he comes out and he says, OK, give unto Caesar that which is Caesar's, give unto God that which is God. And effectively, he said it's not A or B, it's both. So right. it seems like there's a very similar situation now that really we just haven't caught up with and haven't really understood without modern revelation as it came through Joseph Smith um, really what what's going on here. And so we have. Yeah, what we have is in English, we've kind of lost a little bit of this language, but it existed very healthily in Greek and in Hebrew and in most ancient languages. Jesus Christ very specifically did not say the state of being married is over. He said, and when they said, well, who does she marry in the resurrection? And he said, she doesn't marry anyone. Yeah. So I'm going to give create new marriage. There's no essentially what he's saying is there's no weddings. Yes. That's what he's really saying. So I'm just going to give a little bit of context here. He said the same day came unto them Sadducees, which Mm -hmm. say that there is no resurrection and asked him. And that was a big difference between the Sadducees and the Pharisees. Some believed in angels and resurrection and so on and so forth. Others didn't. And they said, Master, Moses said, if a man die having no children, his brother shall marry his wife. Now there was with us seven brethren. The first when he had married a wife deceased and having no issue left his wife unto his brother, which sounds really crazy to give your wife to your brother. But apparently that was, you know, that that was a thing par for the course back in the day and in 26 it says likewise the second also and the third and unto the seventh so we've established a pattern here and last of all the woman died also therefore in the resurrection whose wife shall she be of the seven for they all had her and then jesus answered unto him saying you do err not knowing the scriptures nor the power of god for in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage but are the angels of god in heaven so you're actually saying that this is a mistranslation that is pointing more to Jesus Christ saying, there's no weddings that are going on during the resurrection here. You guys are thinking that your, 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 your Jewish mortal, uh, like mosaic law that will actually be fulfilled in me once this, you know, resurrection takes place. And once I've died for everybody's sin is still going to be par for the course in the final days, but it's not because in those final days, we're not going to be messing around with this. And God is the ultimate judge. He will know because by that time, the Mosaic law will have been fulfilled and won't be the law of the spiritual land. Does that, is that what he's effectively saying? Yeah, that, yeah, that's pretty good. What, what they always leave out is the next verses 
Oh, okay. Right? What's our, it say? Our, What's our Christian it say? brothers and sisters never read on. Okay. Because if you read on, Jesus Christ keeps talking. I know, I know they don't like it when he keeps talking, but he does keep talking. Okay. And he says, but as touching the resurrection of the dead, have you not read that which is spoken unto you by God saying, I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob? God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. What he's saying is, God, when he says, I'm the God of Abraham, and then also it says, God's not the God of the dead. Well, that means that he's not, he's not the God of, of, of nothingness means that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are going to be resurrected. So what he's, he's, he's proving the Sadducees wrong. What he's, is what he's doing. He's saying, you guys don't believe in the resurrection. So the God is, is the God of dead people. No, Uh, those people are going to rise again. They're going to be resurrected. That, what he's trying to do is he's trying to prove wrong the Sadducees who don't believe in any resurrection. They believe we all become clouds and we go, oh, we play our harps or something in the big ether, which is actually exactly what many of our Christian brothers and sisters believe as well. Well, I think and Jesus Christ is rejecting that. That was one of the creeds developed during the great apostasy. Yeah, so. that's right. Wow. And another very another very important piece of this is that the, the verse that actually really does talk about, um, uh, and I can find it here. While you're looking for that, I'm saying that it really, I really doubt just some basic declaration of uh, celibacy would lead to like verse three saying, and when the multitude heard this, they were astonished at his doctrine, mm-hmm. you know, like simply saying like, ah, nah, stay celibate. Like, I don't think that would lead to a, a super big gasp that is then reiterated in the new paragraph in verse 34 that says, but when the Sa- Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, so the. The the real verse that we say Jesus Christ is talking about marriage okay. is actually Matthew 18, 18. Oh, okay. Let me go to that one. Hit it. That one is actually what he's, that's actually what he's talking about in this verse is when he says, surely I say unto you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So if you bind spouses together on earth with the power of the priesthood, they are bound in heaven. Jesus Christ is not subject to death and hell. He conquered them. So if you want to know what we believe about marriage, that's the verse that talks about it. Yeah. What if verse you're is that sealed, again? That's Matthew 18, 18. Okay, cool. Awesome. So if you're, early. if you're bound by the, by the power of Jesus Christ and his priesthood and you're sealed, then death has no, has no right to, to come between you and your spouse. It cannot end your marriage anymore. Yeah. Now the, the whole idea behind celibacy is, uh, kind of a bigger conversation, but it was, it came from actually women. Sorry, Brittany. Mm. Sorry, Brittany. Mm. You're not going to like this part. Okay. okay. <laughs> but it'll get better. Don't worry. But the early patristic fathers were Greek. They were very Greek thinkers. And the Greeks thought that flesh was bad. Flesh was, and the world was bad. And, and it we was had corrupt to just become, and fallen. And yeah. Yeah. It was very Greek, right? And so the idea that Jesus Christ was, or the people were going to resurrect into actual physical bodies was disgusting to the Greeks. They hated that idea that Jesus Christ was eating fish and honeycomb. That just, oh, they just hated that idea because their gods were dressed in togas in, in the clouds or whatever. And so from this idea that the corporeal form is, is bad, it grew into this marriage and physical intimacy is always carnal and fallen and evil. And so being married is bad. And that's where they got the idea of priests need to be celibate. They need to not have wives. Now, Jesus Christ completely rejected this idea 
his some of his best disciples were women. He had women with him all the time, and they were some. There's even in some apocryphal works where the women are teaching the apostles That's doctrine right. that they'd never heard. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, but then later on, they said, "Well, but marriage and flesh is all evil and stuff." So let's get rid of that. And women took a took a second. They became a secondary caste. Jesus Christ placed women way up here, and the apostasy in those creeds put women down low and said, "No, no, no, they can't be." First of all, they can't be leaders in the church. They can't pray in the churches or any of that stuff. Let them be quiet. And you can't get married if you're a man. And that's kind of where that grew out of. It grew out of this Greek thinking that all material and flesh is bad and corrupt. That's kind of where that came from. Wow. Okay. You had a question, Brittany. I heard you uh, pipe up there for a second where you said, well, who? No, I was just going to make a dad joke, but it's gone past now. So (laughs) it's gone past. Yeah, I wouldn't be By the way, I find that a little bit gender biased to say that it's a dad joke. You know, I think we really should be calling them. There should be mom jokes, right? Or or just mom jokes so much more witty. Maybe you guys just need to make up better jokes that are funny. (laughs) Jeez, doubling down on the the shade. Yeah, man, that was rough, dude. That's why I got her on the show, brother. That's why they call her the shadow. Yeah, She's just throwing shade on all of us. But Joseph Smith restored all this good stuff. He said, no, that's ridiculous. Creation, families, marriage, that's the whole point of the gospel. And that was all restored today. So So, that's how we view it. Okay. So we only have another two or three minutes here, um, but I got one question I'm hoping you have a quick answer for. I can see how some of our, you know, uh, Christian brothers and sisters could, you know, in, in good faith, um, interpret that verse a little bit it differently. It is confusing if you just re- if you're just a layman just just reading the Bible. That is confusing. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean that verse right here, I can see why it's confusing in 27 um, or in 29 where it says, "And Jesus answered and said unto them, Ye do err, not knowing the Scriptures nor the power of God. For in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels of God." Okay, I can see why that would lead to a little bit of confusion, and why they might have an alternate explanation right but when you follow it up with chapter 18 and you read matthew 18 18 which says whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and -hmm. whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven like i i mean that's talking about the ceiling power um, and it's either talking about the ceiling power in terms of like basically the LDS interpretation of what excommunication, I guess, or else it has to be uh, eternal marriage as well. Because what else do you bind? What else right? do you bind? So what's what's the alternate interpretation of the follow up verses? Right. Do, do you have um, have you ever heard any good explanations from people from Matthew 18, 18? Yeah. Yeah. About what 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 Jesus really meant, because Mormons are wrong. You know, like what define bind? Yeah. Like what? No, I you, think what I think what they take is they say that means that what the pope does is, you know, when he when he excommunicates somebody or exiles somebody or, uh, you know, yeah, but the, the Catholics never somebody. the Catholics never come after us, bro. It's always our evangelical yeah. buddies, you know. Well, you know, <laughs> that, but that's that's kind of typical. They just kind of don't they don't really read on. They kind of take they they view the scriptures as like stereo and like almost like a like a lawyer, which is Jesus did not like people who read the scriptures that way. The scribes were okay. not on his good side. They just kind of like take like one verse and they're like, ha 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 And Jesus Christ was more like, guys, chill out and read the whole thing. But they okay. kind of get sucked into that trap. Okay, awesome. Well, this is intriguing. Brittany, what did you think? Did this illuminate any uh, any questions you didn't know you had floating around in your, uh, Definitely in your mind? Definitely illuminated. 
Okay. <laughs> Just yeah, the short of it is that there is a verb in Greek meaning to be are they married? And Jesus didn't use that one. Okay. He didn't say they're not married. He did not say that. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. Well, this is actually kind of a very interesting explanation that I've kind of wanted to know for a long time. Verbiage is important. That's what I got out of that. Yeah. Boom yeah. shakalaka. That's what I got out of it as well. And now we got to see the Greek. We got to see the original King James translation. We got to do a little debunking here. This was good. This was just like a solid, fun afternoon here in the Ward Radio studio. You know what I'm now saying? Now I want some honeycomb. Now you want some honeycomb. That's yeah. funny. All right. Anyway, um, thank you so much for illuminating our minds, Jonah Barnes. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, this has been an absolute pleasure talking with you. It's been real and it's been fun. And it's been real fun for this and more. Please make sure you check us out at wardradio.com. There's a link to our Discord in there. We have all kinds of fun conversations, doctrinal conversations, cultural conversations like that there. You can make sure that you check us out um, on the Discord. There's a link to it on wardradio.com. Also, if you guys um, want to reach out, you can reach out to us via email there. And if you like what you're hearing, please make sure you consider a small donation via um, Venmo or the Cash App. You can find us at Ward Radio on either one of those uh, platforms. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all the platforms, all the socials. Make sure you check us out. But the best place to head is where? None other than wardradio.com. Been a pleasure. We'll see you guys in the next I just week. feel so good, good, good. Oh, I just feel so good.